This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, I think it's every parent's nightmare that something awful happens to your child, right? What about when your child commits an horrific crime, like a mass shooting? How does a parent even begin to cope with that? Well, in the United States now, the question has also become, what did that parent know and when did they know it? In a rare case, the mother of a mass shooter has been convicted of involuntary manslaughter. What made this case so different that authorities pursued it and got this conviction? Well, joining us now is Joe Barrett. Joe is the senior Midwest correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Joe, thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks. Who is Jennifer Crumbly? Uh, well, she was a mom in uh, Oxford, Michigan. Um, she worked at a real estate firm uh, working on online ads and stuff like that. And uh, her son, uh, Ethan, uh, in uh, 2021, killed uh, four kids at his uh, local high school. Okay, so now she is obviously the center of this with this conviction of involuntary manslaughter. Why did authorities pursue these charges? Well, uh, you know, they, they pretty quickly were, were looking into the case, you know, the just, just three or four days after the attack, they, they charged the parents. And uh, I think probably initially, you know, the fact that the parents were in the school the day of the shooting, um, Ethan had drawn this picture on his math, uh, math worksheet that showed a, a handgun, very similar to one that his parents had bought him a few days earlier. And he, you know, he wrote on it these super alarming things. I mean, he, he drew a picture of a person bleeding. Um, he said, you know, the, the thoughts won't stop. Um, please, you know, you know, help me uh, uh, and blood everywhere. Um, and so, you know, obviously everybody was very concerned about this. They brought the parents in. They told the parents, look, you've got to find help for this kid, you know, as soon as possible. You should, you know, you should probably do it today. And they're like, well, you know, we're not going to be able to find anything today. You know, maybe he should stay in school. And, uh, you know, his backpack was there with the gun in it and nobody checked it. Um, and a couple of hours later, um, you know, he was shooting at people in the hallway. And so they left him in the school even after the school officials said we're very worried about this? Yeah, they they said, you know, she, she, she said on the stand that uh, I would have taken him home if he wanted to go. Um, school officials, you know, thought it would be better if he were, you know, with his students that, you know, peer support might be good for him. You know, he's in this state of mind. Uh, but, you know, but ultimately, you know, the school's initial, rec- you know, recommendation was take him, get him help today. And the parents kind of, you know, wanted to hear that they didn't have to interrupt the rest of their day. And so they uh, they left him there. And, you know, the, the, the school didn't say they had to take him. And so they, they did what, you know, they, just... they, they sort of did the minimum. Oh, wow. Okay. And so and what about the access to the firearm? Where did that come from? So they bought the gun a few days earlier and um, uh, it was like it was like Black Friday. Um, Then the shooting was on uh, Monday, Uh, you know, know, right before Christmas. So the dad and the son go to buy the gun. And um, the next day, the mom takes the son to the shooting range. And, you know, they had a grand old time shooting this uh, this uh, nine millimeter um, 
Sig Sauer uh, handgun. And then uh, she, you know, she said she put it in the back of the car, but the husband was really the one who was responsible for the gun and that he was supposed to take it out of the, out of the trunk and, and securely store it. And she thought it had this special lock on it, but, uh, and she hid the bullets in a, in a beer stein somewhere in the house. Um, but it turns out that, uh, you know, the, the lock wasn't on the gun. Um, and, uh, you know, wherever they supposedly hid it, uh, Ethan was able to get to it. Um, there was really, you know, the combination was set to zero, 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 and there was no special, um, uh, leash or, you know, the other, other lock placed on the gun. So, um, he had access to it. Oh, that's crazy. So in court then, Joe, like what was the trial like? What, did, did Jennifer Crumbly have to, what did she have to say about all this? Well, you know, she, she was on the stand for, you know, quite a while and, um, and had an opportunity to, you know, she just had a very reserved uh, affect, I think. I don't think that that really did her any, um, any help on the stand. Uh, and, and she, she said, you know, uh, you know, but basically, she said her husband was responsible for the gun. The school didn't say she had to take him home, uh, and that she, you know, she feels like she did some something wrong, but she didn't feel like a failure as a mom. Uh, and uh, you know, she ultimately, you know, looking over everything that she'd done, she wouldn't do anything differently. Um, Are you kidding me? But she did. Yeah, no, she said she literally said, uh, you know, I've thought about it, and there isn't anything I could have done I, yeah, done differently, and. She, she just said she, you know, she had no idea that he was in this kind of state and about to shoot up the school. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and what about her husband? Did he face charges? So he's facing the same four charges of involuntary manslaughter, and he will go on trial uh, in March. So, Joe, do, does this mark a turning point? Do you think what the fact that they went after parents here, like will other, do you think jurisdictions, if there is another school shooting, will they do something similar? This um, certainly breaks ground on on this kind of case um, to have the parent actually charged with the with the crime. We've had a couple of other parents who were charged um, just actually recently with um, like acquiring a gun for their child who went on to do a, a shooting that was in Highland Park, uh, Illinois. Uh, but that was just specifically related to you know buying the weapon. Um, and then uh, another parent in Newport News, Virginia, was charged with child neglect uh, when her six year old son took a gun out of her purse and. Um, when shot his, uh, I think a first grade or kindergarten teacher, I forget. Um, but they weren't charged with like the assault or the or the or the actual crime. Um, these are the first parents who were charged with, you know, involuntary manslaughter. And it's a difficult case to prove. There's there's a lot of you know links in sort of the causal chain that uh, make it hard to make this case, and that you know you really have to have a lot of evidence. And in this case, we had Facebook posts, we had we had videos, uh, we had. Uh, uh, we had, you know, many, many texts. And so, the, you know, there were really granular details here that, that, you know, showed the parents and their responsibility. And so you're not going to have that in every case. So, you know, I, I think it opens the door sort of as a precedent. But legal authorities are saying it's not like it opens the floodgates and you're going to see these cases, you know, popping up every time there's a school shooting. OK, so a unique situation then. And what happens now? She's been convicted. How much time in jail could she face? Well, it's 15 years per um, per charge, and there are four charges. So, I, th- I think it's not likely that she's going to get 60 years, but I but I think it is a possibility. Um, so, you know, it'll be up to the judge uh, who's going to rule. I think April 9th. Oh wow, Joe! Thank you so much for talking to us about it this morning.
Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's Joe Barrett, senior Midwest correspondent for The Wall Street Journal, talking about the Crumbly case. So Ethan Crumbly uh, shot and killed four students at the school that he was going to. But recent, and you probably heard that, that was a couple of years ago. But the case now involved his mother, who clearly ignored warning signs or didn't see warning signs um, and had opportunities to do something and did not and was just convicted of involuntary manslaughter in the circumstances there that Joe explained that lots of evidence in this particular case and the father in this case uh, has yet to go to trial, but it is a unique one and certainly sets a precedent out there.